The following is not intended for younger audiences. The opinions expressed do not reflect the views of the podcaster's employers. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the one and only Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Welcome, uh, welcome everyone to Two Dudes, One Double Feature, the show in which two dudes talk two films, and that is about it. I am Dude One, Richard. And I'm Dude Two, Joe. We have a very fun and exciting stunt-filled episode, not from us, but, you know, from the movies. We would not be able to handle it. No, we have, like... Not even a fraction of the energy people in these movies have. Um, but uh, before we get to uh, those films, do two. How, how are you? I'm fine. Um, All right. Yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> uh, you know, just haven't really done much. I've been getting back into Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Playing okay. a bit of that online. Getting the card game itch. So... That also led me to think, oh yeah, Disney's putting out their card game. Uh, I, I saw an ad for that. Yeah. Disney Lorcana, which uh, I cannot find anywhere right now. Hopefully it shows up in some stores. I actually, I went to a bunch of stores with my brother today um, to see if they anywhere just had them. Because they basically sold out immediately on Shop Disney. Oh. Um, the day that they, like, literally, like, set, like people were taking, like, seconds after midnight, they were gone. Um, and so, like, and this, this thing is, like, really pricey right now. Um, you know, I did order some singles and stuff online just because I, I do like collecting the cards. Um, but I also, I really was excited about this because, for a few reasons. One, I've been trying to get Allison into Yu-Gi-Oh!, and Yu-Gi-Oh, listen, maybe Yu-Gi-Oh when we were kids probably would have been an easy thing to, like, explain. It wasn't as complicated. Today it's very complicated. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not, like, there's a lot of, t- there's a lot of card games that are like that where they're, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to get into. And I'm like, okay, here's a Disney card game. I have to imagine they won't make this, and it, I've pretty much understand the rules and such it it seems pretty easy to pick up mm-hmm. um you know as far as that's concerned the card art looks really nice there's a lot of like uh, you know fun mechanics in the game uh, a lot of fun characters that they started started the game off with i'm really because ex- they already confirmed they're going to do another like booster set in november so i'm excited and curious to see what they put for that okay. but right now this is hard to obtain and some of the values of these cards are ridiculous. Like I was on, um, I was online and Elsa, I saw her on eBay going for like almost $900. This is like a very special. And there's like a couple Elsa's like, so that's not, don't be like, Oh no, if I no, you can still get, there's a bunch of different Elsa's that are probably worth like a dollar or $2. This is probably like a first print holographic. It's, it's what they call the enchanted 
enchanted art, which is like the, their special way of saying it's shiny and it's alternate artwork. And a lot of these are really cool. They are really cool. Um, you know, but um, that said, I've been trying to get in and I found, I went to actually, this where this whole story is leading is I, I, I went to this uh, card, card store, which I had seen in passing um, over the last couple of years, but I thought it was just a sports card store. Like, oh. because it, had this, it was like, it was always advertised as like Mammoth Sports or like Mammoth Sports Cards. And there would be like, you know, Patrick Mahomes or some other player um, in the window. And I was, when I was looking up Lorcana stuff, I was seeing where I could try to get my hands on it. This was one of the vendors you can get it from. Okay. Um, and so I got to meet, um, so they didn't have anything, but they did say like, you know, definitely keep a close eye on our Instagram and such because... We're getting stuff in, but it's not going to be as much as we had when we initially got this product in a couple weeks ago. Right. Could you get, like, um, on a waiting list or something? Um, not really. It, it's the way they're, yeah, the way they're handling this, it's, it's no. Um, I think it's, it's, you know, but I got to meet the owner. He was a great guy. I picked up some Yu-Gi-Oh cards there, um, you know, and they have Lorcana events. So, like, you know, once I do get cards, it'll be cool to you know, participate, because I've been missed, that's one thing, like, uh, I used to go, when I was younger, go to Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments, mm -hmm. um, this place called Jer the Jersey Shore Hobby Center, some of you, if you're in the Jersey Shore, might remember that, but it's been closed for many years now, but uh, I've been itching to, like, to have that sort of, like, um, you know, sort of that like, ho almost hobby shop kind of environment, um, you know, so I, I think this would be a cool way to jump into that, right. but again, uh, you know, the cards uh, are definitely, right now, they're a little hard to find. I did order a starter deck online for a little more than I would have wanted to, but I, I imagine that it's probably not going to get much cheaper than that because of the way the availability of these things are. Uh, Trading cards they, are like, this is just a hot market. Yeah. It's a hot market, but I, but I also think when they were getting into this endeavor, I think they were trying to be careful as they didn't want to print too many. Mm. You know, because I don't know if they anticipated the demand. Um, I was trying, to, and then, but what's also really cool about it is there's an app for it, which works with the gameplay, and you can like you know put your collection in there, put stuff on your wish list, and you can like sort of make like an outline for what you would want as a deck. So I've already, I've played around with it, and I'm I've I'm, I've got to say I'm very impressed with it as far as that's concerned. Okay, I'm impressed with it as far as the, the game design. The artwork and all that. I just hope that the people, you know, because I hope, obviously, yes, if you want, you're a collector, you want to get the rare cards and all that. But I, I just hope that, like, if there's like a kid who wants to get into a new TCG, that they'll be able to get started, you know, with it and not have to pay out the nose to get started with 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 a game, and, you know. So it's all the it's, it's all my generation and their nostalgia for like stuff making it hot, like all these Pokemon like opening videos and. You know, I mean, I can't say I didn't participate because, like, I think when, when I was in my late 20s, I was like, you know what? I miss collecting stuff. So, like, I bought Yu-Gi-Oh cards and I have a bunch of them still. I don't play, but I like there, them. There, there's nothing and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, it, it it's just a combination of, like, I don't think there was enough. The, the, the demand was just, like, maybe more than anybody was. Because, like, when I first heard about this, I'm like, is this going to succeed? 
is this going to be something that like, and who knows, we'll see what happens. You know, maybe this is just the initial craze, but if this, you know, if they keep making cards that are as hotly desired as like Enchanted Elsa, Enchanted Tinkerbell and all these other things, you know, and they keep it at the level they're go they're at right now, it's going to be a very expensive, um, it's going to be an expensive game. But uh, that said, I am looking forward to trying to get into this uh, whenever that happens. Um, and if I, you know what, if I find packs, maybe I'll do a video on them on our channel. Yeah, but to do to do like, a pack opening, like all the like all the other YouTubers. <laughs> They'd yeah. be like like Logan uh, Paul and wear a Charizard around your neck. <laughs> it's like I got my Sorcerer <laughs> Mickey. Uh, enchanted edition right here <laughs> encrusted well it's just it's it's just weird because like one of the Yu-Gi-Oh channels i follow is just weird because they were doing a pack they were opening a pack and they were in like epcot <laughs> <laughs> like we got all this stuff going on around us oh my god i got a dark magician <laughs> cool <laughs> um but uh, in any case, uh, that's that's all that's going on with me. My mind is on Lorcana um, at the moment. But how are you? Um, my mind is not on Lorcana, but it looks kind of fun. So, so there's that. <laughs> um, uh, I'm all right. I got I got a bit of an update on the the Disney situation. Speaking of Disney, um, oh yes. Uh, if you're, if you're just tuning in, if this is your first episode in the last episode, uh, 132, I talked about, um, Joey and I's recent trip to Disney world and me getting food poisoning. And that's a whole, that's a whole story. If you want to listen to that, go listen to it. Um, we have time codes in the description for that episode as well. Uh, obviously it's, it was, it's a bit of a shit show, you know, getting sick on vacation at a theme park and you want to try to get some sort of compensation. Maybe they'll, you know, get, get you like a refund or something on something. So for like the past two weeks, you know, my mother and I have been like messaging the guest services been like, Hey, you know, I just, just want to see if maybe there's something we could get here. Something, something, you know, we could fix from this whole situation. And then someone finally got back to us after uh, a lot of just communication or just really us sending a bunch of messages. And um, they uh, basically, they sent us an offer after doing a little digging in, into the situation. And uh, they're going to give a full refund on the dinner, which uh, I was appreciative of. And um, they were going to give me a three-day park hopper pass to go back to Disney if I want to, and it's good for about five years. It'll be in my name, and I can use it during, like, normal park hours. Um, and that's a great offer. This is a very, very good offer. I, I accepted the offer, but I can't deny there's, like, that knee-jerk reaction of, but I don't really want to go back. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, you know, I mean, I work <laughs> in a movie theater, and so, like, we do that for people all the time. Like, they have bad experience with their with their movie or something, and we'll be like, we'll give you a guest pass if you want to come back and uh, catch something else later or try to watch the movie again or something. We deeply apologize. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of people are grateful for that, but at the same time, I'm sure there's also a, a massive amount of people that are like, but I don't want to come back. <laughs> Yeah. Um, thankfully, though, like in that situation, you can at least use those guest passes at other locations if you want. Um, if you don't want to come back to ours, which is fine. Um, 
but uh so there was that initial knee-jerk thing but i'll take it you know if i again if i decide to go back we'll see what happens it's good for five years so it gives me at least till i'm 38 to figure that out it'll give you a lot of time yeah yeah um so i'm now i'm just waiting to hear back about the specifics and if they need any more information so we'll see how long that takes um but i mean and i'm not saying it's and i'm not insinuating that you know they're just refusing to respond or anything it's just they got a lot of traffic so um i'm very appreciative of that uh shout out to eric madrigal who was the one that responded to us and gave us the offer and helped us out with everything and so i appreciate him and you know uh disney world guest services so i do appreciate that um so now it's just a waiting game see how it plays out um other than that i haven't done a whole bunch really (laughs) i've mostly just spent a lot of time at home just again still kind of enjoying myself i've noticed that when september kicks in that's when i feel the most relaxed nowadays whereas like you know obviously when you're younger you're like oh school but you know at this point in my life i'm like you know summer as much as i like summer this past summer wasn't great but as much as i do like summer at times there's just so much happening and it feels so like crowded and cramped. But when September rolls around, it's literally, it just feels so calming. It's like, you still get like the summer weather and you still get to have, you know, all that, but then it's, it gets a little bit cooler. It gets a little bit more relaxed. Like work right now is significantly more chill than it was over the summer, but October is going to kick us in the butt, especially with the eras tour coming to theaters. So, shout out to Crystal. shout out to Crystal. Um, besides my coworkers, my favorite Swifty, um, <laughs> who I, I work with a lot of Swifties. So, <laughs> so I got, I got, I got, I got, you know. Um, but uh, that's gonna that's gonna kick us in the pants. But I'm, I'm admittedly, you know, I'm not, I'm not like uh, upset or nervous about it or anything. You know, I'm just like, if I work bar, I'll probably get tipped really well. <laughs> so unless Swifties are like stiffs, but I don't think they are. They shouldn't be. But well, I mean, there's. I, I was thinking about. I was actually thinking about this <laughs> because that's how my mind works. And I'm just like, there's gonna be a lot of kids. There will be. Yes. Uh, um. You know, obviously there are Swifties our age or older, and that's not to imply that Swifties are only a specific no. age. But you know. There are there are younger Swifty. There fans are younger Swifty fans, um, but their parents will probably want something to drink. <laughs> their parents, yeah. W- yeah, right. Yes, like right. Like whenever um, dad comes to take the kid to see Super Mario, they're like, "Give me something," unless the dad's like a nerd. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, I'm here too. Yeah. Oh my god! But you know what? That that like shout out to Taylor Swift, who's going to be the reason why my AMC stays open. <laughs> because yeah, no, because honestly. like because I don't know if you're familiar with like the details on how that whole I have, thing went. I've read I've read up on it a little bit. Yeah, it's it's like the studios are just like they are kicking themselves. I'm sure mm-hmm. right now, and AMC and is just like giving a big old middle finger. Because, like, how many times they were fucked over by the, yeah. by the studios, yeah. um, especially the last, like, three years. Listen, studios are just getting their butts kicked at every turn right now. You know what? I have no problem with it. Uh, and then my, my, other, my other prediction is that 
I, I don't think there's going to be anything as far as movies go. Like Barbie's going to be the number, stay number one for the year and all that. But the Taylor Swift Eros tour will be the biggest movie for the rest of the year. I, I wouldn't be there's, surprised. There's nothing. There's nothing else that come that comes close. It's it's so insane that it forced a horror movie that you thought would have been would have been very successful on Friday the Thirteenth to move a week beforehand. Like we could have had uh, the listen, Exorcist Eras tour <laughs> double feature. The Exorcist. Ex- we we, we could have had it, but they just you know <laughs> you just come on, David Gordon Green. <laughs> you were you were you were risky enough to make a, a Halloween movie about a guy named Corey. <laughs> you should have stayed. <laughs> I, I have a lot of respect for that. Honestly, <laughs> like, like Halloween Ends isn't like anywhere near like my favorite movies or anything like that. But I'm like respect. Right. This, this is, is about Corey. <laughs> if you if you did this in any other franchise, there would be like in there would be like the riots. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> and oddly enough, I feel like I still see more people defending Halloween Ends than like trashing on it too, which is really funny. I, there's a lot of Halloween. The, ed, there's a lot of there's Corey. There's some Corey fans. You know what? Shout out to the Corey fans out there. Bad respect for you. Um, yes, but. Uh, <laughs> But outside of outside of that, just been kind of chilling lately. Um, but here's my here my question, mm-hmm. Richard: Can a Swift can it, does a does a Corey boy have a chance with a Swifty girl? This is the these are the questions that are on my mind. Oh, I I am a terrible relationship consultant. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, in some world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I didn't mean to interrupt, uh, I, but this was a burning question in my in, mind. In, you have in, in in some existence, maybe. You know, um, I'm more curious about uh, um, how the how the Swifties will feel about the Corey fans when they like first interact. Hopefully, it's a good interaction it's it's like a classic like rom-com like oh i hate you so much it, i feel like i feel like it'd be like when bella met edward <laughs> a little bit say, say cory fan cory <laughs> <laughs> you're a big cory also shout out to wikey uh on that note uh, yes that he's my favorite cory <laughs> fan i like every time we, i mention cory he does the impression of cory's mom cory it's very funny. Yes. Oh my So now we gosh. need to get Wikey and Crystal to do an episode of Halloween Ends and the Aaron's tour. Oh my god. That would be oh my god. But we got we gotta get the Highlander we gotta, episode. We gotta start with the Highlander episode and then we follow that up with Crystal and Wikey. So we're throwing this out there if if both of you are listening. I am excited to to get into this episode. This is one of our this this in its initial um, form was a very delayed episode for a while, and yes. in the middle of uh, starting this episode, we I, I I messaged Joey and I said, "Hey, I have I I, I have an idea, <laughs> and I want to switch things around a little bit." And he was like, "Okay," <laughs> and so then the then the episode became this. Um, but in in many respects, this episode is in in a lot of ways like it's it's a big stunt show of an episode, 
um, where we have yeah. these two movies, one both both of which feature like cop stories, and one of it one of, one of which is very goofy, the other of which is very intense. Um, but they're both quite a bit of fun, and um, it sort of became in a way a double feature situation where we're showing each other stuff because I'd never seen this first movie. You'd never seen the second one, but there was some interest. And so we finally came to this point and, uh, we had a good time. So, um, for this, uh, for this first movie, which was, uh, ultimately Joey's suggestion. What is the first movie that we're talking about today? Oh, story. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> what is happening? Is he okay? Yeah. Is he... That, that's like every episode, man, where you, gotta, where you just get really got to ask yourself, are we okay? Listen, that's why we have the whole opening bit. <laughs> we, need to check, we need to do a, a mental check, I think. It's, it's, it's uh, listen, we, we, at this point in time, neither one of us go to therapy, so... This is our cost-effective. Go if you need help, see see a special see somebody. But this is our cost-effective therapy at the moment. Um, it does does it work? Sometimes. sometimes. Okay, it helps to talk about these things. Um, but yeah. anyway, so this one, oh yeah, I've like <laughs> I had a rough week of movie watching before we wa- we I we rewatched this. Yeah, your yeah your letterboxed reflected something unsavory like it was um what did i watch i watched um it was uh sherlock holmes and the voice of terror i've been watching the the um basil rathbone and nigel brew sherlock holmes movies i like the first two i because i got the box set at best buy and it was so far it's, it's usually my kind of thing this one it was just very like world war ii like very propaganda like basically imagine casa like what like what people are afraid casablanca is but but like bad okay. you know what i mean like where it's just like but like it, it's actually what it's it actually is. yeah exactly yeah. um you know and there's a i've seen movies like that and this one's not one of the best ones um there's some beautiful cinematography here and there but that's about it um i saw watched jurassic park 3 with uh feehan and wikey we did a discord watch and that was a lot of fun but uh, then I watched Michael Crichton's The Great Train Robbery, which might be the most dull train robbery I think I've ever seen. And, like, it was, listen, Michael Crichton's a good, was a good, may he recipe is a good idea, man, but he, he just, he just did not know how to make that exciting. Like, that, there, there is very little, if any, like, suspense or tension or excitement in something like this, because the movie is about, you know, they have to, they're, they're stealing from a moving yeah. train, you know, and like, there's like, okay, you got Sean Connery and Donald Sutherland. That sounds like a good time. And it's not. So, uh, just, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. So we watched police story. <laughs> it helped, you know, and it helped. It's, it's a mo- It's one of those movies where it's like, I, I like it. The more I see it, um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Like I picked the, I first watched this because of the Criterion Blu-ray. It was like Police Story yeah. One and Two, 
And I picked it up because I'm like, I, I had seen some of Jackie Chan's American work, you know, like Same. the first rush hour around the world in 80 days. Yeah. The tuxedo. Uh, you know, so I've seen a lot of that stuff, but like his stuff, you know, uh, for like Golden Harvest or other place, you know, I've not, I had not seen, you know, because obviously like Jackie Chan, when we were kids, there was the Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah. So he was like a, he was like a brand. Yeah. Jackie yeah, Chan. Yeah, he was. He was, um, he was like that, like you just knew, like you knew who he was and you knew what, what you were getting every time you watched something with him in it. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. And then it's just like, it, it was, it is sort of, it was sort of weird, like years later to like learn about like him as a person, you know? Cause like, again, like, like, like Joey said, he was very much like a brand and so you learn about like a, a lot of his like politics. You learn about like his stuff that's gone on in his life. And you're like, this is strange. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, if you want to look into that stuff, that's up to you. But, um, but yeah, so it is, it is sort of weird to just like kind of reflect on that a little bit. Cause like, you know, you just like you want, it's just, it's weird that there's a guy that got a whole animated show. Like just like the Jackie Chan adventures. is just like, it's so one of the only, right, and there's like, you know, there's a few comparable examples, but I remember The Rock had like a sit, recently had a sitcom yeah. about himself. Yeah. You know, uh, but like, obviously Jackie Chan Adventures was much more of like a fantasy, like, it was much more like, it, it was an animated, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, bunch of whatever, it was, you know, I, I would like to check that show out again at some point, but point, point being like, you know, Jackie Chan is a sup- superstar. Yeah. Whatever you whatever you think of him, that cannot be denied. He's it was one of the few genuine bona fide movie stars, and like like it's like when you watch that police story cover the police story cover, it's it's his face, like because it's it's his face bruised and and ready his, to fight, ready to fight, sweaty. Um, but and also, I was reading also that uh, in his biography, he considers this to be his best action movie that he did and um as far as the stuff i've seen i have to agree but uh but basically you know he plays a cop okay as he is he is he is the police uh it is it is a police story it is a police story um and he has to basically protect a key witness in a case protect a key witness in a case um and, but at the same time, he's trying. They're trying to take down, you know, this crim- this criminal overlord, basically. Mm-hmm. He's also a hero cop. Yes, yes, very yeah, much. Because so. like he he did so- he he performed uh, above and beyond, and so he became like like an award like like a fa- uh, he became like a face of the precinct kind of thing. Like he was like yeah. Yeah, he's on the on the advertising, you know, for the like promotional materials of like re- police recruitments and like, yeah. all this stuff, right? Um, but it's <laughs> all of that is like, yeah, fine, whatever. And there's a lot of fun characters, whatever. But this is it really is the act. Like you're here to see the the insane stunts and people like do these things that you're just like, good grief. <laughs> I want to buy you a beer after this because what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> just drink. Come on, you're gonna need it. You just have a have a drag- beverage safely. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, like, cause like, even like the opening scene 
when we were wa- watching it. Like the movie is bookended by like two of the most like in- insane like mm-hmm. chase like stunt sequences. Like where they're, they're they're trying to they're trying to get the scoop on this, um, and that they're caught. Their cover is blown. <laughs> and there's this whole car chase down and like this rackety like vil- like sort of town is getting this like town made of like sheets of metal and sticks it's, it's getting like completely bulldozed based and demolished and it leads to Jackie Chan like getting on a bus <laughs> but he's hanging by an umbrella really trying to get trying on a bus trying to get on a bus yes and it, it's taking a second <laughs> <laughs> it's just taking a really long second to a point where he fully gets like kicked off the bus until he has to run around like knowing his knowing the you know geography of the land so that he can like dart across a field and then jump off a hill into the bus um that doesn't really work so that he has to stop a car that is like hey hey and then he gets a gun points it at the bus and then he's able to like finally get the butt. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's one of those things. Where, like with both of these movies, you got to see it to believe it. Kind really, of thing, yeah. It's it's incredible. Um, you know, but but it's also funny too because his witness is a lady, mm-hmm. and so this leads to situations where um, Jackie Chan's girlfriend, um, played by Maggie Chung, who let me just um, sorry, real quick for the witness, who because she's very important in this, obviously. Yeah. Uh, just to, sorry, uh, Bridget Lynn, uh, is a witness. She's very good, but there's all these situations. Like he comes home for a surprise birthday party and they, they say happy birthday. And, and he's with this other lady and they're just like, she's like, Oh, how could you? He gets, he, he gets cake in the face. He gets caked in the face. There's all, all sorts of like arguments. He's supposed to have dinner dinner with the mom. It, it's just it, it's a it, mess. It's kind of funny because like you know obviously you expect the movie to have like the fight scenes and everything and the choreography, but then like I, I think for me I was just like really surprised that that extended to like effectively him being like you know to use the word goofy doesn't just t- describe. <laughs> Him. It also is a comparison to the character Goofy from Disney, <laughs> and how like Goofy would constantly like a lot. Like Goofy's a physical comedy kind of guy. He gets he gets stuck in situations. Yes. He's shot out of cannons. Like you know, it's all it's all on accident. He's not trying to like hurt himself. It just happens because he's clumsy. I, I I relate I relate that sort of style to like jackie chan in this movie in many respects because he, he, he's he's pretty goofy and when i say that i mean both mm-hmm. the character and the, the 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 adjective i think of the phone scene when he's like he has to take answer phone calls and he yeah <laughs> and, he, and he's like mixing up the phone and that that got dark at one point he's like you got raped what it, it did <laughs> you got yes, i'm like oh, oh, no, this is a big issue jackie what are you doing <laughs> jesus christ yes <laughs> oh or like uh, on that same level when he's trying to like catch up with his girlfriend who's trying to get away from him and he just like yanks her off the moped or the bike or whatever it's called and i'm just like what the fuck oh my god jesus dude Ma- maggie chung whenever something ha- like everything else like people get hit and i'm like yeah whatever maggie chung gets like you know gets knocked to the ground I'm like don't you fucking dare stop 
<laughs> like she wants to leave dude just let her go home let her contemplate things but i, I think she, like she's really good with the comedy um you haven't seen i you haven't seen uh was it uh in the mood for love which is like the most devastating Not movie yet. of all time uh i've 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 heard i've heard it's yeah it's, it's up there. an amazing I, movie yeah um I, I i i've been meaning to check it out but i've heard the the new the newer release from Criterion on the 4K wasn't very good so that broke my heart a little bit. Um, if uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll send you my old Blu-ray copy so you can. You you don't, you don't well, have to. I'll I'm just gonna, find I'm it. Gonna, listen, I'm gonna figure out a way. But anyway, she's very like she's very good in that. But she's also very good with the comedy, like like her facial reactions to Jackie doing mm. things. It's uh, like. And, and well, the same with, with Bridget Lynn too. Like she's she's really good. Um, there's all like I, sp- I think about the scene at the end with the mall, and th- she has the files and the data on the on the criminal uh, overlord and the like briefcase yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and she's she's getting yanked around, and I'm just like, oh my! I give everybody so much credit. Um, trying to think of other like uh, thing. Uh, one of the other things too that was uh, I was watching this. Uh, I think it was on the on the Criterion disc, and I really noticed this with the second police story, which is also on the Criterion mm-hmm. disc, is that like a lot of Jackie Chan's moves are more defensive moves, like especially when you watch like the chase, like when they're um, when he has uh, Bridget Lynn, like the the witness, and they're in the car and they get ambushed. A lot of his moves are very like defense or like defensive moves. Yeah, um, which I f- it do- it doesn't. It doesn't seem like he's he's actively, even in like the movies we grew up with. I don't think he was ever like actively like. I think like a lot of the times he just found himself in t- tough situations. Yeah, he just had to get out. Like I was thinking, I was talking to you yeah. about this. Like um, like Bruce Lee, who's somebody we got to get on our show at some point. But like Bruce Lee, you look at him, you don't want to mess with Bruce Lee. You just look, oh. you're just like no, you you're gonna kill him. you're gonna kill me or kick my ass. I, I but like he beat up Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yeah. dragon but jackie yeah. chan if you didn't know anything about his martial arts and you know anything about him his he looks like somebody who'd probably be, be like just a guy like he just <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's one of the great great appeals of jackie chan is like he just he looks like this guy but like he can do these insane things you know yeah like this just this schmo I guess and, you could say. You're like, oh, I, I really was not expecting that. Oh my god! <laughs> like, okay, like all right, Golf clap. all right. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, all right. I, uh, you were saying this. I wanted to bring this up. You said this was like a very '80s movie. Yeah, but like when I when I say that, it, I don't mean like because obviously it was from the '80s, the movie, but like. It felt so much like, so like, obviously you watch a movie today that's set in the 80s and they have these like specific hairstyles, shirts, music, like a way to evoke that time period. And, you know, we've had quite a few examples of that in a very short period of time. Oh, yeah. um, and so like when you actually go back and watch a movie in the 80s, which, you know, it's always that sort of weird feeling like it feels like a period piece, even though it's not because it's just that's the time it was when the movie was made. Um, this one, on the other hand, while it is obviously an 80s movie through and through, it just felt like they really wanted to emphasize the 80s aspect of it through like the music, through the clothing, through the hairstyles, through everything. 
Um, not that they, not that I imagine Jackie Chan, who directs this, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned that, but, um, uh, I don't think Jackie Chan had like that, that forethought in mind to like try to evoke that necessarily. It's just, that's what the world was like at that time. Um, but it just felt like it. It just, it like, it felt so eighties that they were trying to be eighties. And again, I can't speak for Jackie if that was his intention but it just really felt like that it was just so and then of course it ends on the mall scene it just makes sense <laughs> it makes it that much more 80s yeah because you were like oh yeah it's, uh, where's wonder woman uh <laughs> where's wonder woman 1984 it's the one scene i enjoy watch or one scene i immediately enjoy watching with that movie yes uh, but that, that again that whole mall like i know i'm focusing on those like scenes but that like mall sequence is so crazy and like the literal escalation escalators and escalation of of things um th- i love the sound effects also just mm-hmm. it, I, it adds so much and it makes him like like out to be like a superhero because it's so like it's so <laughs> exaggerated i feel like if anyone's gonna make jackie chan out like a superhero it's gonna be Jackie, it's gonna be Chan. Jackie Chan, <laughs> and then of, of course there's the scene where the the, icon, the famous scene where he's like, um, he drops the, he he swin- he slides down, oh. and he has apparently like, you know, second degree burns and threw off some stuff and oof, and they they show it from, right. from different angles. Sorry, not to. It's like if if we're if we're gonna show you this, we're gonna make sure we use every single like. That would be my mentality. If like if I'm gonna do this stunt, especially if I'm the director, I'm gonna make sure you see every shot that we had set up. But that's also the thing I like about the the end credits, where it plays the the, the police story song, which is sung by Jackie Chan. Uh, but mm. it, you see the behind the scene, you see like behind the scenes footage in the credits. So it's like a nice like slight pulling of the curtain. You know, hey, it's like check it out, check it out. There's there um. There's there's a lot of the time like because when we were watching the first one or the opening scene and when the bus stops and those people come out the window, it just immediately made me think of like a story that Jackie Chan was telling about how I don't I don't quote me on it. You'll have to find it or maybe we can put a link yeah. to the video. I, I sent it to Joey um, uh, where he was talking about how s- s- it slightly went wrong with that one because they they I guess they didn't clock certain things when because obviously when you're doing stunts there's a lot of staging and you gotta really hit your mark or else someone could get really severely hurt and so i think this is just one of those situations unfortunately where it went a little wrong and i think one of the one of the performers got like a head injury or something like again i i don't remember the whole story but i just remember something went wrong because of uh the bus bit and uh they went out the window and then really hurt themselves so these listen, these people like literally like almost killed themselves to entertain us. So I do appreciate that, but I'm I hope I hope they you know right. are okay. I mean, and that's the other thing too. Like there is like a visceral thing of like seeing real people do these things, even with like yeah. safety, like whatever. It's just like holy cow! Like there's there is something to be said about that. Like CGI can do a lot of incredible things. A lot of things that we can't even notice. We don't even notice. Yeah, you know, especially if done right. Especially yeah. if done right, but there is something to be said about like seeing people literally risk their lives. It is, it is kind of sick in a way, uh, but that's the move. I, I, I feel like 
this is, I guess this is just my 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 mentality, but like I equate Jackie Chan in many respects um, to Tom Cruise. It's like these two these two guys who are massive action stars, um, and yet they put so much of themselves on the line just to entertain and and to make. Like they both even have somewhat controversial life yes. choices right. and stuff that that they did, and um, but and it's it's because like I kept watching the movie and I'm like this this makes me think of Tom Cruise because like I feel like I talk to so many people that are like oh I hate Tom Cruise I would never watch one of his movies, but then it's like there's all these other people and it's a lot of that is because of the controversies because of like Scientology and all that stuff, but there's also like a mass amount of people that are like. Listen, I might not agree with stuff that he does in his personal life, but man, does he entertain me. Yep. <laughs> and I feel like that a lot could be said in that regard for Jackie Chan as well. Um, because again, you know, I'm I'm definitely one of those people that looks into like certain things and like I'm like, okay. Um and in the case of Jackie Chan, like he was a big part of my childhood yep. as well. And, you know, growing up watching, you know, the Rush Hour movies, which those are also very problematic. Uh, <laughs> um, and um, growing up watching like ja- uh, Jackie Chan Adventures, though, actually, I think I came into that a little bit because, I mean, it came out before the Batman, but it was the same people that made it. But I, yeah. but I feel like I watched that and then that brought me to Jackie Chan Adventures. Right. Um, admittedly, even now, I like still get excited whenever he shows up in something like he's Splinter in the new Ninja Turtles movie, which is pretty cool. So it's definitely, I definitely feel like I, I probably would place myself in, in that category of like, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that Jackie Chan does. And so that kind of shapes how I view the movie a little bit, um, especially from that lens of like, it's directed by him. So he's like showcased, he's like put in the forefront. He, he is kind of the butt of the joke at times, but it does feel a bit like an ego trip at times. Yeah. Um, so especially like, again, he sings the song at the end of the movie, yes. <laughs> but I can't deny that the dude is very good at what he does. Yep. So it's not like, it's not like he doesn't earn the, 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 the people that are fans of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's, it's one of those weird sort of balancing things where it's like, there's that aspect of myself watching the movie where I'm like. Jackie, what are you doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. But then there's that then there's that other part of me and I'm like, this is this is pretty freaking entertaining. It's like, listen, if I, if I could do all of those things, I would showcase them in a uh, nightly neatly packaged 100-minute movie. And that's the other thing I like about this movie too. It's 100 minutes. Like both of these it's, movies it's, this it's week quick. are quick. Yeah. They don't, you know, it, it's like, listen, I'm all for vibes and stuff, but there is something, I think something to be said about like a, a well-done, like, action movie where you have fun characters and it's you know the it, you're never waiting too long for the next like you know big stunt or big right. or big scene and even the scenes where there's not action ha- like you know spectacle happening like the scenes with the, the superintendent you know police guy and then you have like uncle you know and those mm-hmm. scenes are, are kind of funny too um you know so that, but even even on that note though i'd also argue the the vibes in this movie are still pretty fun well yeah that's the, the yes yeah like, like, yeah. like vibes and like it like it's it like again you were saying like the 80s thing like i love how bright this movie brightly colored this movie is yeah you know so yeah. it is it is like an endorphin like rush whenever i watch the movie like start to finish and then the top by the 
<laughs> the score throughout is, is so good. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, really fantastic stuff. But uh, I would also recommend checking out Police Story 3 because it is a great movie, but also Michelle Yeoh was in it. So it's a... I, I always love the interviews where she's like, oh, yeah, we're best friends. He's a he's a complete asshole, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Michelle. <laughs> It's, it's like our friendship in a lot of ways. Man. He's a complete asshole, but I love him. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's my impression of Joey talking about me on that note. It, uh, <laughs> it swings. It swings both ways, buddy boy. Just like us. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's right. We're, I'm putting more speculation out there. <laughs> Good grief. Um, but... This movie's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, if you've never seen it, I definitely recommend checking it out. We checked it out. We you check it out on Max. Yeah, it's wow. on HBO Max. Um, it's on. It's you, they got Criterion discs out there. You can check it out there. Um, uh, I will say. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but when I initially posted my letterbox review, I gave it three and a half, but I bumped it up half a star. I did see that. I did notice. That. Yeah. Yeah. I like, was like, you know. There's some things I, I find strange, but this is a really good time. And uh, so, yeah, I think I thought it deserved it. Absolutely. I bumped it. Um, yeah. We're going to take, take a brief intermission. Uh, and when we come back, uh, we're going to redeem ourselves. Uh, we're going to raid. <sighs> ah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to raid. Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back to Two Dudes, One Double Feature. In our last segment, we talked about the Jackie Chan film Police Story, which uh, is a, is a stunt-laden, goofy 80s movie that's a really good time, and you should definitely check it out. But now we're moving on to another film that's also very heavily stunt-laden, but is a little bit more on the intense side, let's say. It's, it's mostly not goofy. It's mostly not goofy. There's not, like, there's minor moments of goofy, but typically it's, like, not. Uh, <laughs> it's more like um, like a diehard or, like, dread and situation. It's, like, it's all situated inside of a building. Um, and uh, this is what, this, the, initially we had a different movie for this second half, but I was thinking about it, because I, I do think it would have been a really good double feature because it was kind of like two goofy cop movies. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I, I feel like this, the original idea would have fit better with maybe like another movie. Um, but then I was, but the, especially after watching Police Story, I was like, I think I have an idea on how we could sort of bring this episode into a certain way. And um, have it sort of highlight like these kind of fun uh, stunt stunt kind of movies, but also different cultures that we're not familiar with. 
And so uh, I pitched it to Joey, and he said, yeah, okay, I guess. <laughs> well, I should also say, like, we're, uh, folks, folks, I can't do a silly song, because there's no s- silly song that I can do. No. I mean, <laughs> if you want to be like, uh, 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 do like that song, but like, screamo, I don't know. It's, uh. It's it, this this movie was it was one of your one of your maybe not your best friend but one of your friends favorite movies from high school or college. Oh, for this, sure. This, this is the raid, but also the raid redemption. If if you if you live in the states, I believe no no actually it was the raid, but then it became the raid redemption because they couldn't secure the rights to it just being called the raid. That's what happened. Yes, right. Yes. So, um, but we just call it the raid because why not? Just, it's the raid. It's the raid. Um, which I think about Wikey because he, he had a bug problem, so he kept using raid. So just thinking <laughs> about like raid. So just Wikey and a bug fighting, <laughs> like in the raid. It's it's the sequel to the uh, Metamorphosis. It's very Kafka esque, actually. Very. Uh, very. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so. Uh, this was one of those movies where I had heard people talk about it for years. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, this is, like, the greatest movie. And sometimes <laughs> you either, like, run towards that or you either go, like, I'm going to take a second. Yeah. Take a second because sometimes it just, like, oh, this this was it. You you feel a little overhyped when you hear about the greatest movie. Right. Yeah. It's it's. It's like, oh my god, the ah, ah, ah. It's like you and, could but outside of other reasons you could probably think of that as a partial reason why people didn't want to see the flash. This is when you got Tom Cruise and Stephen King going, This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Well, J- like, <laughs> I said a fraction. 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 That movie looked like Dodo But you know that's because VFX artists aren't treated very well, so you should treat well, them very th- well. That but it was the the that and also just the whole it was a mess but um but this was one of those movies where it was on my watch list for a very 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 long time and it's not I enough remember I picked, I, not enough but i picked it up on blu-ray maybe a year ago i think i showed it to you and you're like you're not what you're this is richard's exact words you fucker <laughs> you are not watching this movie without me do you fucking understand I've, I, it sounds about right, yeah. It, it, it's, but it was along those lines. And so it was one of those things where I just I did not touch my disc because I'm like, we're going to watch this for the show at some point. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm going to like this movie. But I like to save these things as like, I like to save it as like a reaction. Yeah. You know, so like, I'll save it. And we watched it. We watched it today, the day we're recording this, which is September 3rd. Uh, and I really liked it. Raid, Raid, Raid is uh, is a very good action movie. Raid, Raid works really well against insects. I don't know if uh, <laughs> Wikey might disagree with that, but so, so that's what the, that's what you hope for the product. This is not uh, neither here nor there. Uh, you know, takedown or endorsement of Raid. It's just. Two differing opinions of raid. Um, I've I, I've I have very little experience with raid, so the value the value of my opinion is non-existent. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's redeem our opinions and let's talk about the raid. 
I did. It's good. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so this movie was one like again, like Joey. This was one that you know I'd heard a lot about, and so many people were talking about it. And then like a couple years ago, I went to Best Buy. And they just happen to have like the two pack Blu-ray copy of it. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'll check these out. Um, I knew, I knew like, you know, they were like action movies. I knew next to, I knew that uh, more about the first one than I knew about the second one. And so I watched the first one, like right when I get home and it's exact, it's essentially exactly what I expected it to be. And, but at the same time, that didn't mean it wasn't like shocking or, you know, uh, like it, it didn't mean it was, it wasn't shocking or it wasn't like entertaining. It just, you just, it was exactly what I expected it to be. And I'm grateful for that. I think it was really the second one that took me by surprise. Cause like, and we'll talk more about that if we get it on the show at some point, but like the second one is a significantly different movie. <laughs> But it, it still, like, has that, you know, all those action scenes. Um, and uh, I actually think I wanted to watch it after, because the director, Gareth Evans, who I always get mixed up with Gareth Edwards, but they're two completely different people. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Gareth Evans uh, is a very different filmmaker. Um, he had a movie on Netflix called Apostle with Dan Stevens. That movie is wild. That's like a that's like a sort of wicker man sort of situation where uh, Dan Stevens plays this this guy like he plays this guy who's trying to similar similar to to the raid you know he's trying to go to this place to rescue his sibling you know similar to this film where we have our main character Rama played by Eco Wise and uh, he's uh, he's uh, a raid police he's like a SWAT police officer in Indonesia and he's with this crew and they're going into this building to try and uh, do something. We don't, we don't get a lot of context initially. It just kind of like, we learn a little bit more over, over the course of the film. But um, Rama specifically is like trying to rescue his brother, Andy, um, who's working with like the main like drug dude or whatever in the building. But like similar to that in apostle, Dan Stevens is trying to rescue his sister from like an evil cult uh, run by Michael Sheen and a few other people. Um, But I remember watching that on Netflix and, and I was like, this is pretty cool. You know? And then like, it started getting severely and I'm like, this is getting intense. Like, holy shit is a really good movie. Um, But it made me want to finally sit down and watch the raid movies. So then that was enough of an inspiration to be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go watch them. So I watched the first one and I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm having a good time. Like, like I'm not like immediately like latched onto it when I first start, but as over the course of the movie, especially when, you know, they start showcasing the, the fighting style, which is called, I think, pen chalk silat or silat silat. Well, we'll make a note of that. Um, um, but, uh, which the whole reason the movie was even made, to my understanding is that Gareth Evans was uh, in Indone- was living in Indonesia and was making a documentary about that martial art fighting style but then through the course of meeting like Eco Wise and a few of the other people in the movie uh, it went from being uh, a documentary to be like let's just make a full on action movie that's just a 
complete showcase for this amazing fighting style that we don't really see a whole lot in uh in movies so that was pretty cool that that sort of pivoted into that and boy yeah. howdy is it a showcase <laughs> uh, really it certainly paid off yeah <laughs> to this day we're still get like oh that movie's my entire personality i believe it <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I was definitely a sort of late bloomer with this one, but I, I'm glad I finally sat down and watched them, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, because it it's one of those things I, I, like, it takes a second to get into, I think. It, like, because at first I was, I was like, because I had heard the reputation, and I was a little worried at first. I'm like, okay, the guns. Like, is this, like... Because like I I I some I feel I feel like when I see guns sometimes they're not used very well mm. in action scenes, and this I was like okay this is fine you know I'm not bored but it was like okay and then about like thirty thirty five minutes in I think that was really when it was like starting to get like oh shit this is this is like really cool yeah um, and that's where it really gets like you have like the the fucking like gas tank. Uh, yeah, in the fridge, the and like the axe. I was I was like mentally applauding for like the axe. I'm like, oh yeah, we got a we got a melee weapon. Let's go. <laughs> and then there's that whole bit later in the movie where we have like one of the main like henchmen guys, Mad Dog, um, who has a gun and he goes, "I don't like using these. I like my hands." I was I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I will say on the gun front, though, I was happy to learn that the guns, especially you know, we talk a lot about gun safety in so many facets, but in the in the movie business, um, there's still that mindset of oh, we're gonna use you know real guns here, we're gonna use like prop guns here, yada yada yada. But there's a heavy level of danger that could be in, involved in that. So for this one, especially a movie that's stunt sort of forward. Um, the last thing you want is to have uh, the actors accidentally get shot for one reason or another. So all the guns in the movie are like airsoft guns and uh, the muzzle flashes are all digitally implemented. Which, perfect. Like, it doesn't, it didn't take you out. It's not, it doesn't, like, it works perfectly fine. And then, you know, at a certain point it didn't even matter because... The guns just were like gone after a while. Yes, right. So I was very grateful for that. No, no, you're good. Um, yeah, I mean, like there was there's some a lot of really cool, um, a lot of really cool uh, fight scenes. I mean, I think there's that hall, the hallway fight. You always got to have a hallway fight. It's like like old boy, you know. Old, it's old boys. It's like David Fincher with like streaming. This is old boys' fault. <laughs> God damn it, old boy! Now everybody's gonna have a hallway scene. How dare you be a great movie that has a hallway scene? How could you have a hallway scene? Dare, Daredevil had to have a hallway scene. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to like say like it's the only movie, but I feel like that's like one of the ones that people talk about a lot. Yeah. Um, but I gotta rewatch that movie. It's been a while, but um. The hallway scene is really great uh, with Rama. What like there's a lot of great moments of tension and mm-hmm. suspense. Like when they're um, there's a scene where they're taken in uh, by one of the few people that is not 
like under like the criminal influence owners, yeah the criminal influence and they're hiding in this like secret cubby and the guy with the machete just starts stabbing the walls as that he's that rama and his like partner hiding in yeah yeah i was like oh i was like oh that's that's a good that was a good scene um they like he stabs uh directly in front of rama's face and then cuts it and it's just he just leaves it there and then you're like (sighs) but then it's just really smart that he puts his hand up and then wipes the blood away as he pulls it out yes Oh my god. I'm like, I would yeah. not have thought of that. <laughs> I would have been screwed. <laughs> it's like, wait, there's blood on my on my machete. Uh um I, w- I wanna give a shout out to uh Yayan Ruhian. Um plays Mad Dog, MVP of the movie in my opinion. Yeah. He's also in the sequel as well, but a completely different character. Because the char- yeah. cause Mad Dog dies in this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's like uh, when you watch like uh, like Sergio Leone uh, Sergio Leone movies, and you know you have people just popping up again and again mm. as completely different people. Or even Universal Monsters. A lot of a lot of those actors played new and exciting characters. <laughs> new and exciting characters. Like Dwight Fry is like the master of that. I feel like he's it's like, like he gets to be Renfield, and then he gets to be someone completely different later. He gets to be uh, Fritz, and then I believe he's Carl. In yeah. Bride of Fra- Carl and Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, uh, yeah I believe so. Um, so. But I'm trying to think what like I loved the the main like the guy who owned the building. He 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 was so great in this movie. <laughs> his his facial expressions were unmatched. Like the smile that at the end when he's like being held hostage. It's like unnerving. you think you came here to take control? No, you came here to die. When you leave here, someone's gonna put a pillow on your face and shoot it. And then, like the one guy is like, "No, no, that's not what's gonna happen." It's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. He's got his TVs. You know, <laughs> it's the only, only thing he can trust. It's the only thing. Listen, when you get to a point in your life where all you can trust is TV, that's that's scary. It's not good. <laughs> it's, <laughs> that's a little terrifying, and I'm sorry. Um, trending like I like I I wasn't the biggest fan of like the family subplot where it's like they're trying, he's to, trying to get his brother the the brother like I, I mean I I get it's in the movie and it's fine I just didn't there could have been a cleaner way to handle it I don't know but it, it results in a cool fight scene like yeah. it's hard to like you know the the cool fight when they fight up they fight against uh, Mad Dog um. It was also making me think of um, Infernal Affairs a little bit like, mm. initially because, like, I was like, okay, what, you know, because, okay, I'm going to get him. And I'm like, who's him? What? You know, um, and I was like, okay, is, oh, is this guy like an inside job kind of guy? Like, what is going on here? It's like, you know, kind of like uh, Infernal Affairs. We got one cop who's with, you know, the cops, mm. the other one who's undercover or something. And it's, you know, it's a different thing. It's, you know, but. Um, the Departed. But, you know, the original one. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with uh, fe- featuring um, uh, lifetime achievement, uh, Golden Lion uh, winner Tony Leung. Hell yeah! Very nice. Um, but yeah, the, the the action in this is incredible. There's a lot of just like really cool, like you know, different sequences. Like I said, like the gas, the gas of the fridge. Um, I like when they're like trying to like the axe into the floor, and then got one guy gets shot. Mm-hmm. There's 
there's a it really is like at the end of the day like it is one of those movies that it again it is a showcase for the fighting style and yeah. so i i do like i look at both of these both of the raid movies and it very much feels like an introduction to the uh penchok silat fight style and um you know i and obviously you know eco wise who, who plays rama you know he was one of the he because he's a martial artist and that was he was also a stunt coordinator on this movie and uh so a lot of that came from him as well and so i'm not saying he originated it's like an old indonesian like martial art um but there is like there there is that the aspect of it where there is kind of like a movie structured around it like it definitely feels like the 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 movie part of it was sort of an afterthought yes and right. it, it doesn't it do, it's not like a, like a hindrance or anything but you know at the end of the day it's like you're just enjoying what th- this movie sort of introducing to you whereas i think the second movie is really where they get to actually make a movie okay so like when you watch the second one it's very much like you, you still get the the great martial art. You still get the great fighting style. Um, you get all the superstars from the previous movie coming back, but this time around, it's like, um, it's like it's almost like a like a crime drama. It's like two and a half hours, <laughs> and it's like this fleshed out like intense movie with like a lot of character and drama. And you're like, holy shit, what's gonna happen next? Like I remember popping in the disc and just going, wait. The first movie was an hour and a half long. This is two and a half hours. Is this the same kind of thing? And it wasn't. And I'm like, thank you. Because <laughs> if this was two and a half hours, the same thing, that's a bit overkill. Um, like, Wait a minute. But but with this one, it really does feel like an introduction more so than anything. Which, in that sense, it makes me appreciate the movie more for for what it is, as opposed to like, because um, like on its own, like it's still it's still a very fun movie. It's a solid movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and I have such a fun time watching it. Um, but again, a lot of the movie aspect of it is again, meant to be like, here's all this stuff, but like, here's what we really want to show you. Yeah. It's sort of like a loose, a loose skeleton thing, you know? And again, it's use the diehard method makes sense. Yep. Yeah. You get in those like kind of closed off quarters. A lot of the sets kind of made me think like they were very like, sort of minusculely like dressed in order to like just allow the actors to just throw themselves into things so like there were definitely times i'm like this definitely feels like a set but i'm okay with that (laughs) yeah 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 um just double check my notes real quick did it load it loaded (laughs) yeah my other note i was like uh dread but not 3d Um, (laughs) it could have been right yeah because I was like, oh my gosh, like the, the the way the building is, it's like, oh my, you know, some of the stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, I, I definitely imagine like Dread in some instances, like Dread obviously, I feel like probably got diehard inspiration as well. But you got to remember too, like again, as we kept mentioning, the raid was huge at like when it initially came out. It's still pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. And it's getting a remake at some point apparently, which I just learned. No, like, that's no. weird. That's strange. <laughs> I don't know if I like uh, that, but cool, I guess. But I guess that that's that's you know that's just the way of it, I guess. Um, uh, but yeah, I'd be I'd be curious to see this to to check out the second one at some point. Um, 
It's a very different you know, movie. That was initially yeah. like when when you got that. I do believe maybe that was initially the plan. I was gonna be like, oh, we got to do the raid one and two because they're so different. Right. But this just felt right to me. This this pairing because you have these two uh, these two movies that are really like one is showcasing Jackie Chan and and his prowess as a stuntman and a performer and everything. Um, and then the other one is show is a director falling in love with a martial art that he just that he just found out about and wanted to really showcase it and so he got like the best people that knew as much who knew more about the 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 fight style than anybody else and then right it's like hey let's showcase this so these really are showcase pieces really and it's it's a case where like the plot is secondary the plot is the plot is secondary Uh, there's been a lot of discourse about plot where things should only advance plot. <laughs> and if you only do that, your movie will be like 20 minutes long. Uh, Listen, if you want plot, go on Wikipedia. Yeah, like, exactly. that, that That gives you the plot. There you go. You don't have to worry about it now. You're it's, done. Yeah. No, no, it's true. Um, but like with both of the, like with both these movies, it's like, you know, I'm glad like the plot isn't like the biggest thing. Yeah. It's really, you get to enjoy whether it be like, the, the fight choreography or, or the the insane like shenanigans that go on in the raid or with you know Jackie Chan you get to enjoy the the goofy comedy or the really outrageous stunt work in that one mm-hmm. um you know because again it, I remember like when I was younger and, and other people used to say like the screenplay is the most important uh thing or like the screenplay is the most important element or plot is the most important element and it's like there's so many other things that go into a movie. Uh, you know, especially something like like these. I just like any like any time, and this is coming from someone who likes to actually like write screenplays. Um, I've always I've always like hated that mentality of like you know plot first, blah blah blah, or like the plot's the most important thing. It's like I never I never grew up watching movies for that reason. I guess like I I was very much a kind of movie fan that if something just fit well then i just vibed with it you know like if it was if it was something that i was entertained by or i found engaging or i found enthralling or whatever um whether it was for one thing or another like yeah like there's make no mistake there's definitely you know some like cool twists and turns to a like a a decently plotted film you know but at the at the end of the day that's the blueprint that's the skeletal structure yeah. of a movie you know like literally like someone will write a screenplay and they'll have a huge team of people come together and you know some sometimes that person is also the director sometimes that person is somehow more involved but at the end of the day like it's still with within within certain contexts it's still just like the framework that you work around because at the end of the day like you're going to be on set and someone's going to be like you know, this is this was this was well written, but I think it would make more sense if they said this, or I think it would make more sense if we did this, because again, you have actors, you have uh, costumers, you have set designers, you have all these people who all are also incredibly creative people who have incredible ideas, and they're all they're all meant to come and enhance this one thing that you're working on. And so I like I imagine like because you got because again with this with the raid like Gareth Edwards again he's. He's just like a foreigner in this country, 
in Indonesia, just like appreciating the culture and loving the, uh, this martial art. And right. he goes, he literally is like, I'm going to go to the people that know this shit and they're going to be in the movie. <laughs> right. Yep. So like, that's that's I mean he he I'm sure he came up with like the basic structure he also wrote the screenplay but he came up with the basic structure of what the movie was going to be and then let everybody else do do their do their work and make them shine. Right. Yep. So that's I mean it's, it's a collaborative effort. At the yes, end of the day. It, t- it takes it takes a village to make these things. Um, yeah. Uh but yeah, this some this is a really good pairing. I'm glad I'm glad you came up with this last minute um change yeah it it was there's definitely a nervousness admittedly because <laughs> you know you, you don't like especially when you're like halfway through it already because we just watched police story and i didn't want to be immediately like see what would have been really bad is if you would have been like joey you're gonna hate me for this uh, but we're not watching this today <laughs> we're doing fuzz Re- fuzz redemption i'd be like we just watched police story <laughs> well, you know what? Here, I'll just fully reveal everything. So we're gonna we're gonna really break this down. So the initial pairing was Police Story and Hot Fuzz. Um, because on one hand, and then even that one definitely felt like like a you know you me showcase situation. Like like Hot Fuzz is is kind of in my lane and. Police Story is definitely in Joey's lane. But at the same time, Hot Fuzz is a movie that both Joey and I are huge fans of. It, it definitely, like, in, in some parts of my brain, like, it, it, was a, it was a solid pairing, but at the same time, I'm trying to think, like, is this, like, the best? Because, like, I always thought it'd be kind of cool if we paired Hot Fuzz with, because, like, there's a whole joke in the movie where they're, like, are you going to watch Point Break or Bad Boys 2? And um, I thought it'd be pretty cool. I, we probably won't get a Michael Bay movie on here anytime soon, but I love Point Break, and I would love to get that on the show at some point. And what better movie to pair it with than Hot Fuzz? But we had it paired with Police Story for a long time, and I was very hesitant to actually be like, okay, let's, let, me, let me work this out. And actually, Plus, I'd never seen it. Right. So I didn't really have a lot of context for like, because that's one thing, especially with the the collaborative aspect of our show, is just that you don't want to just immediately be like, well, maybe not this pairing without having like something else to to come come back it up. Because otherwise, you're just sitting there like, I don't want to do this. Well, what do you want to do? No, I I get that for sure. So... It's so it was a little nerve wracking at, at a point, but like at the same time, I really, I I guess it was it wasn't really until after, like I said, it wasn't until after I watched Police Story and I knew what it was, yeah. Because I mean, I know I know Jackie Chan, and so there isn't much of a like differentiation of what the movie was, what I was expecting it to be, um, outside of maybe the more goofy aspect of it, because like especially you look at the posters, I'm not immediately thinking this is goofy. <laughs> But um, after watching it, I was like, okay, I think I think I know if I was going to change it, if I was going to suggest a change, what I would want to change it to. So that's when I was like, do you want to watch The Raid finally? <laughs> it, it worked out because I'm, I'm, I tried to watch like new movies, you know, and mm-hmm. that, I was actually like worried about I was actually also worried about Hot Fuzz because I know we do like to watch these together, but also because we're like 
that we're slightly delayed because of various things that have happened. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, are we? Is that the best use of our time? Is to watch him rewatch a movie <laughs> that we have both seen and we're pretty familiar with. As like, much as I enjoy Hot Fuzz, it's it's an incredible movie and it needs to be on the show, but it needs to be on the show right i guess yes yes for sure and i mean i don't know what your history with point break is but i but um i do know that at least for me it just felt like it made a little more plus i think it helped that wikey just watched it and we were talking about it oh uh, yeah i i yeah, we blame wikey <laughs> listen i if you want to use the raid on me that's okay <laughs> <laughs> i get it. it it might not work but i get it um <laughs> But um, but no, he. We were talking about it, and I was like, I think that was probably part of the influence. I was like, oh, I love Point Break. I'd love to get that on the show. Is it is just it's like a it's it's a really like over the top kind of cop movie. You know, it's like you know, it's got uh Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves just being great. Gary Busey before he was Gary Busey. <laughs> you know, so it's like. And it's it's just a classic movie as well. So it just I really I don't know when we're gonna do that episode. It might not be for maybe even till next year unless we change our minds at some point, but you never know. With, it's entirely with us. possible. It's entirely possible. But uh Um I definitely like this pairing a little bit more because it does feel like again, like like we like we've been saying, like these are both showcases and these are both tonally different but in the sort of a similar wheelhouse of a kind of movie like where we're getting to see these exciting stunts and fighting styles and um you know just we're having a good time yes. and uh there was like and sometimes that could be like a bit jarring especially like because when we did like the the anime episode with Totoro and Akira oh my gosh. <laughs> that was like that is so tonally jarring it's it's a good episode but it is so tonally jarring but I but I like doing stuff like that only because I feel like it it showcases like a wide range of different things sure. in one episode yeah. versus like you know something that's kind of samesies back you know back and forth. But you know sometimes it's nice to really be like check this out. Oh, this is really cool. But you want to see something similar but kind of in a different way? Check this out. Look at that. And so I like when we do. But sometimes it can be like. Akira and Totoro, where it is so I, I, jarring. I'd say this is a, this is a better pairing uh, than Akira, Akira and Totoro. Um, it, it, something least, so it something so calming, and then you hear, "Ah, my skin! I'm morphing into something." That's my that's my example of Totoro and Akira. And yeah. That's what uh, Taiko Watiti's adaptation of Akira would have. Uh, ah, I'm turning into something. Exactly like that. Beat for beat. Folks, what are your favorite action movies? What are some action movies from, from around the world that you like? Yes. What are what are some of your favorite movies? What's your favorite fighting style that's showcased in cinema? Yeah. Like Ooh. what do you like? Um, you know, like I I I the maybe it's just because it's of the times. I do get a kick out of the gun fu stuff from John Wick. I was you about know? to say, I don't know gun fu. <laughs> I don't know gun fu, but I do know kung fu. Um but uh, I like that, and um, I like uh, I like I do I do really like the Penchok Silat from this movie as well. Like that's just like the 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 the, the violence, like the using every damn limb. Um, so there's a lot. Listen, there's so many movies with so many great like set pieces the and showcases. Crouching Tiger, 
Crouching like Tiger, Wusha. That's just that's that's like that's so like like it's so exciting, but it's also so like peaceful. Weirdly enough, it's like it's like the most peaceful fighting style. <laughs> Man, folks, that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode of Two Dudes One Double Feature. Check us out next week. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you all for listening to Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Special shout-out, as always, to John and Kenny Armstrong. Thank you guys for everything you do. We love you both so much. And, of course, stay tuned for a brand-new episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. We're going to redeem ourselves.